I'm Sherry Jonas, and this is Life Affairs, a podcast that focuses on life, taking control, speaking your truth, finding your way, and getting shit done. Because let's face it, life affects us all. Welcome to Life Effects. I'm Shari Jonas, author of Father Effects and creator of Life Effects. I'm back again after a bit of a hiatus. And then again, after the year we've had, I don't think I have to make any other excuses. Now, because my podcasts are more intimate and personal, not interview-based for now, I'll always do my best to keep them short enough to be interesting, informative, and hopefully inspiring. Let's get started, shall we? Well, it's that time of year again when Father's Day approaches and I start thinking about my dad, who's passed away, and all dads, really. I'm somewhat of a self-proclaimed expert on the topic of fathers. First of all, I had a few. Okay, two. My father and mother divorced when I was three years old, and she remarried. But this isn't about my stepdad. This podcast is about all fathers, the good, the bad, and the ugly, or rather, the good, the deadbeat, and mostly, this is about the undervalued. I'll tell you about my experience, and then I'm going to deconstruct, or rather debunk, and demystify the negative perceptions that we have about fathers, all fathers. So without further ado, cue music. A child arrived just the other day. He came to the world in the usual way, but there were planes to catch and bills to pay. He learned to walk while I was away, and he was talking for I knew it. And as he grew, he'd say, I'm gonna be like you, Dad. You know I'm gonna be like you. My parents divorced when I was three, and by the time I was ten, my father moved back to the U.S. where he was from. Now, at the age of three, a child is aware enough that their parent is no longer present. And although I don't remember that time in my life, I do believe that internally I questioned his absence and was affected by it. Reflecting upon my younger years, I can say without a doubt that my mother hated my father and was incapable of containing or concealing it. So I grew up hearing about how bad a dad he was. Now, let me make my first of three points in this podcast, which is to suggest that to all parents going through this, that you really shouldn't talk shit about your child's parent. I know that you think that you're warning them or protecting them or however you're justifying it to yourself, but trust me, you are not doing your child a service. First, they will discover any truths about their father while they are hopefully getting to know him on their own. And second... That negative talk that you're spewing, it only serves as a marker for the type of person that you are. Believe me when I say this, children do not want you talking badly about their father. They might even end up resenting you down the road. So if you can restrain yourself in front of your children, that is the most mature and correct way to handle this. Okay, back to my childhood. I basically grew up disappointing my mother because I could never hate my father enough. I kept in touch with him my entire life, but it wasn't without resentment and insecurity and abandonment issues on my part. As a result of this, I needed to control every relationship I had with the opposite sex. And one way that I was able to do that was by ending them all. 
a classic case of abandonment issues. I would literally leave them before they could leave me. So when I ended my marriage, I took my three-year-old son and moved out. Now, it was a really disappointing time in my life because, you know, like most women, I never thought my marriage would end, especially from me, because as cliche as this sounds, I swore I'd never get divorced. So there I was, living on my own for the first time in my life with a lot of time to reflect. And for me, reflection is not a casual thing. I began asking myself why I married a man that was so different than myself. In fact, he was completely opposite to my father. So was that the subconscious deal I had made, that in order for me to never be hurt again, I married someone completely opposite? Well, the only way I was going to get any answers was to do the research, to understand why women marry certain types of men. But there was literally nothing on the topic. And so I began to write. Now, I have two psychology degrees from my hometown university in Montreal. Perhaps you've heard of McGill. So it was after I graduated that I began writing my first book, Father Effects, How Your Father Influenced Who You Are and Who You Love. It was based upon a survey that was answered by over 1,000 women, and then an additional 500 women shared their personal stories with me. I've since turned the book into an ebook, and I've added workbook sections to it as well. So feel free to head over to my website if you want to take a closer look at it. It's at sherryjonaslifefx.com. Back to deconstructing dads. So while reviewing all of the survey results, I noticed that there were four major types of bad dads. The abusers, sexual, physical, and emotional. The abandoners, those who left because of divorce, for example. The alcoholics, which need no elaboration. And the emotionally unavailables. Needless to say, a lot of emotions come up when women talk about their fathers. Emotions like anger, sadness, regret, and confusion. The results of the study are in the book, and I don't want to spoil it, but when I asked the women to rate whether their overall memories of their dads were positive, negative, or mixed, I'll tell you this much. The mixed memories were the most interesting. And yes, that would be where I fit in. My father was an abandoner. Now, when a dad leaves the house following the decision to separate, because that's usually what happens, right? Dads leave. Children don't see it as him divorcing mom. They see it as him divorcing family. And the child is very impacted by this. Anyway, that's why I call them abandoners. But as I said earlier, despite how hurt I was as a child, I still wanted to get to know my father. I wanted to see for myself what type of person he was. And I wanted to feel like I wasn't missing out. Children can feel very incomplete without their father in their life. And that's not a good thing because they will seek out that loss of love in other places. And they'll feel insecure because of the absence of that love. Now, my experience in getting to know my dad was a positive one. It was a leap of faith for sure. But I am so grateful that I got to know him. I saw him in a vastly different light once we got to know each other. And isn't that the case with everything in life? You know, we think we know people, even our closest family and friends, and yet how often do we discover something that we never knew? Case in point, my father was a music lover, took me to my first concert, he was a motivational junkie, got me into a ton of great books and speakers, and he was an extrovert with an incredible talent for storytelling. And none of this was ever told to me by my mother, which is why when I was old enough to travel on my own, I even began visiting my dad, who had moved back to the U.S. So here's my second point to this podcast. 
If you need to, and you are able to, reach out to your father and spend some time getting to know him as an adult, you might be extremely surprised to learn that he is a very different person than what was described to you, or to what you might even remember about him as a young child. Why do I suggest doing this? Because the experience can be very healing. For me, I truly connected with my father, and I discovered that we had a lot in common. We had so many meaningful conversations, and I found a great friend in him. I'm so thankful that, against my mother's wishes, I got to know my father. I also developed compassion for him because, like most young men who become fathers, he was really unprepared to have children. And he didn't go running out to buy the latest Dr. Spock or what to expect when you're expecting, which begs the question, why didn't dads back then do that? Why didn't they invest in learning about babies and toddlers the same way that moms did? I think we know why. It was the cultural norm, and fathers were not expected to take that kind of interest. You see, that's where the problem first began. Dads, from those times, almost had no choice and no voice but to leave it up to the mom. Today, of course, first-time dads are becoming much more invested in the whole child-rearing process— So if you happen to be a newer version of a father and you take pride in being part of that process, from reading to attending appointments to participating in the birthing class to being present in the delivery and then, of course, for their entire life, then this part doesn't really apply to you. But I am glad that you're listening. So here's where I'm going with this. When the women in my study reported that their childhood memories of their dads were positive, those stellar relationships carried through into adulthood. It's as if their dads could do no wrong because they built such a solid foundation with their daughters. Conversely, when the memories of their father are negative, relationships could remain damaged throughout their lifetime because it's very hard to repair those wounds without therapy. But for the women who reported mixed memories, it was because they had some bad memories or experiences with their father, but there was also love. Don't kid yourself. The mixed group women do not have it easy. They need to work things out with their dads in their own way so that they don't marry someone for the wrong reasons. I'd like to elaborate on those dads now, the fathers who weren't over-the-top superheroes, but they were far from terrible. These are still the good guys that are somewhat in the middle of all of this. Let's call them the undervalued dads. Now, I know a lot of fathers today, men my age, mid-50s and older, who I'm sure that their 20-something or 30-something-year-old daughters would also say that their memories were mixed. Many of these men are truly decent guys. They spent the bulk of their family time working or traveling for work, but always, always providing for the family. Clearly, they love their children. But due to societal norms, Fathers in those days were not expected to be great at communicating with their kids. And because of that, they struggled to have open and honest conversations. It's as if they left it up to their wives or, or, or even hoped that the kids would come to them when they're older. But if that never happens, if the father just remains this silent figurehead who unfortunately also gets saddled with that reputation that moms create, something along the lines of, wait until your father gets home, Well, the poor dad doesn't stand a chance at building a super positive relationship with his daughter. So where do these fathers fit in today? The silent, serious, strict, but 
responsible, family-focused, and quietly loving fathers. I'll tell you what I think, and this is coming from someone who read over 1,500 women's surveys and stories of some of the worst fathers imaginable, that those undervalued, unappreciated dads are today of today are seriously getting a bad rap from their own adult children. So many of these fathers have grown up kids who treat their mothers with such love and adoration, spending time with her, doing things for her, but never really doing the same for their dads. Now, of course, fathers would never admit to caring about that. But inherently, I feel that there's something wrong with it. There are so many really decent fathers out there who just don't get the credit that they deserve. Take it from me. I gave my father the most amount of credit he could possibly get. Looking for all of the good parts of him and finding the things we shared in common and loving him in spite of all of his shortcomings. So this is my third and final point of this podcast. This is a tribute to all the fathers out there who spent the majority of their lives supporting their families, quietly loving their children, and doing the best they knew how, but somehow failed to get the credit, the same credit that moms get. These are the undervalued dads, the unsung heroes, who I believe really need to be appreciated. Those dads didn't show their emotions the way that mom did. And again, in their defense, this is not their fault because they didn't know how. But that doesn't make them bad fathers. As well, maybe these dads didn't have the same amount of time to spend with their daughters because they were being providers. Whatever the reasons, I'd like to change that by bringing awareness to these stuck-in-the-middle dads. Let's give those dads the appreciation and acknowledgement that I fully believe that they deserve. I'll start. Happy Father's Day to all the dads that did their very best. I thank you on behalf of every daughter that doesn't tell you because she hasn't realized that you have your own superpowers. And to my dad, up in heaven, this is for you. A child arrived just the other day He came to the world in the usual way But there were planes to catch and bills to pay He learned to walk while I was away And he was talking for I knew it And as he grew, he'd say I'm gonna be like you, Dad You know I'm gonna be like you I'm Sherry Jonas, and this is Life Effects. And I want to personally thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen. If you'd like to hear more, then please make sure that you follow me so that you are always first to hear when I drop a new podcast. And if the book happens to interest you, then head over to SharryJonasLifeEffects.com. That's S-H-A-R-I-J-O-N-A-S LifeFX.com. Thanks again.